Hello and welcome back to Replatform Podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in. It's myself, James, and joined as always by co-host Paul Rogers. Uh, Mr. Rogers, how are you doing today, mate? Very well, thanks. How are you? Not bad. Uh, have you been up to fun things this week? Uh, well, I did. Um, I did leave the house yesterday for the first time in a while. I went back to the office and went to the gym as well, which is quite nice. Now we're out of lockdown. Um, so yeah, that's probably the highlight, really. What about you? Have you been up to much? It, may, it makes you sound like like one of these Armageddon preppers who's been bunkering down for the for, to, to survive, mate. Um, What's happened? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, it is. Now, I'm uh, as we talked about earlier. I'm I'm covered in kind of paint and uh, and um, uh, uh, dust from sanding and cleaning. It's, it's a fun day, um, which is why I'm glad to take time out to do this because this is going to be way more interesting than DIY. So, for those listening. We're, we're back onto e-commerce platform vendors today and we're talking to, to SAP. So um, some of you um, may well have worked in businesses that have used SAP. It's been well established as a global market leading business software provider for a long, long time, specifically around uh, kind of back office stuff like ERP. I mean, one of the first jobs I ever had in London, um, uh, I went through an SAP implementation. So um, that's a good few years ago. What in terms of e-commerce, so SAP bought Hybris um, platform in 2013, and Hybris was a long-standing market leader. Um, but what I find interesting is that Hybris has traditionally been seen as an enterprise play, not suitable to smaller businesses, and and typically more complex integration that's not as quick to market as as you know if you want to uh, launch quickly on a platform like a Shopify and big commerce. And I think a lot of time when people are looking at e-commerce platforms. If they're not in a big enterprise space with a kind of more complex setup and requirements of, for example, a really complex product catalogue, which sits really well with, with the core hybrids, it tends to not be thought about. So interestingly, um, SAP recently launched a solution called Upscale Commerce, which is targeted more at um, the SME market and more at businesses who want a kind of SaaS solution who want to go to market quickly. So we're really happy that uh, we've got SAP on today and want to welcome Neil Howarth, who's a solution director at SAP, to the podcast. Welcome, Neil. Thank you. Thanks for having me, James. Uh, we're delighted you could take the time. And we're, myself and Paul are, are really interested to, to see what we learned today because we both said to you when discussing this is we don't know much about Upscale. We know that it was a new product to market. We know kind of why it's been bought. Um, it's the UK market and, and and what sort of solution space it fits in. But we don't really understand enough about it. So we're really looking forward to hearing more. So are you ready for us to kind of drain your brain? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, before we jump into really annoying questions, um, <laughs> could you just give give everyone who's listening a flavour for like who you are, what you do at SAP, and also give us your elevator pitch on what Upscale is and why SAP has launched it? Yeah, absolutely. Look, first of all, thanks, thanks very much for having me on the podcast, and um, I've certainly rediscovered my my love for podcasts over over lockdown as well, and and listened to to a few of the shows to to really um, you know hit, learn more about about the the wider e commerce ecosystem. I suppose um, I've been at SAP for for seven years now. Um, feel, feels like a lifetime, um, but my my current role now is I, I head up a, a region for for SAP across uh, mid market UK and Ireland. Um, so I, I run our business, I support our key customer engagements and also work with our, our partner uh, partners and ecosystem and, and get involved in, in the go-to-market. And as you can imagine, you know, SAP's um, you know, got the, the width and breadth for global business. So you know, I fit into that, to that, to that part of the business. Um, 
I think what's really interesting about SAP as well is that um, you, you mentioned about the the kind of perception and and um, you know companies that we work with. You know, eighty uh, percent plus of our customer base is, is SME, um, and we've customers from startups up to doing one hundred million online and 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 further, um, and you know really covering a, a quite a quite a breadth in terms of uh, industries as well. But what we've what we've really found to, to touch on the, the the point you mentioned earlier was that um, a lot of the time the, the barrier to entry it, from an e-com perspective was was um, a little bit higher than than, than other platforms. Um, so we we created upscale commerce really to give people um, uh, something that they can go live with in a, in a few days, a few weeks, just to to get starting on on e-commerce. Um, really targeted at those businesses that. Um, either don't fully um, know how e-commerce would would work for them, so it's a it's a trial and a test to to get live. Um, all for those brands that are, are looking to go um, direct to consumer, and obviously is a been a massive um, uh, wave of that since um, lockdown for for businesses to to take a direct to consumer model um, because the the normal channels have just um, dried up or or changed um, from that perspective. Okay, uh, great. So, um, so I'll ask the first question. Um, so, what does an ideal customer look like for upscale? Like, what types of retailers are you targeting? Yeah, so we we've got um, you know two two real um, use cases. The first one, as as I mentioned, around um, direct consumer is 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 really those businesses that have been um, you know working with uh, some some uh, yeah apparel. Um, resellers, for example, that were typically their whole channel was wholesale, and, and you know you look in the in the last few months, that um, supply chain has has completely uh, changed for those guys. Um, the the people buying the the, the stock um, has has completely changed, so they've needed an outlet to um, take that to to directly to a consumer. Um, we've also worked with a lot of. Um, Foods companies, so you know Unilever being an example, um, because we we rolled this out in, in some of Europe and US first, um, and you look at something like maybe um, you know the Dove brand or um, even you know some of the some of the food and drink beverages that they have, they needed to be able to take that um, direct to consumer, and for a lot of these customers, it's it's uh, it's a foot foot in the in a in the door in a market that's been able to um, serve that that customer base. Um, the second kind of ideal customer is really those customers that have um, either not made a foray into e-commerce or, or made a small kind of landmark. You know, there's, there's lots of solutions out there. that may be taking um, a couple of million, a few million online um, and want to be able to, um, you know, get up to date with, with modern technologies, um, you know, progressive web, web apps and, and AI and blend that into their e-commerce store. Um, and being able to 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 take that um, a, a little bit further with with upscale um, commerce, to be to be really clear, it's 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 B two C, it's direct to consumer at the moment. It's it's not a um, a B two B piece. That's that's with the with the the older brother product, the SAP Commerce Cloud. Um, but this is really the the kind of entry point for for those uh, two types of use cases. Okay, great. Um, we'll definitely dive into some of the areas you just touched on there in a bit more detail later on. Um, 
bit of an ignorant question, I guess. Um, just would not know much about Upscale at the moment. Um, so kind of what stage are you at? Like how many sites do you have in production at the moment? And like, yeah, what are some examples? Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we we launched in in US um, late last year and came to the UK uh, around mid this year. Um, we've also had some some markets in in Europe as well. Um, it's not fully launched globally. Um, typically, our, how SAP launch a lot of their products is to to, to put it into a market, uh, develop it out, grow the teams, grow the um, ecosystem around it. And then and then scale it across countries. So it's not actually um, uh, fully launched. We've got a, a full launch uh, mid mid next year um, to, to to kind of take it to to a, a global scale. So you guys are getting a bit of a, a sneak preview. But we, we do have customers um, using it in the UK. We have a, um, a well known uh, food um, and beverages and, and uh, alcohol distributor, as well as, um, some, some kind of, uh, landmark customers in the U S, um, like Maui gym, for example, and, and Mohawk furniture. And, um, those guys are, are looking to, um, complement some of the other things they, they do around e-commerce with, with upscale commerce. Whereas some of the guys in the UK is actually, um, are going to be their main e-commerce channel so it's a really exciting time because um what we've been able to do is take the feedback from those those first first customers um really push through the roadmap and focus it on what our customers are asking for um as well as utilizing some of the things like um so have something called sap influence which is where customers can actually go on and, and request um features and influence our our roadmap um on on where they would like the the product to travel um so, so it's a it's a you know really really exciting time great and um just to delve a little bit deeper in, into that kind of i guess um ideal customer or the types of customers you're looking to serve is it literally kind of anything from you know a really small kind of five million online pure play up to you know like a really uh, kind of large um multi-channel b2c kind of household name or like what what will the positioning be do you think is it a case of kind of targeting some of the the existing kind of SaaS platforms and, and maybe um kind of it competing in that space um or do you think it will be as kind of as broad as um those examples yeah, it's, it's 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 a really good question. I, in terms way we we look at it, um, SAP have a, a quite a, a big um, SME business. Um, we have our our smallest ERP. I say I say smallest for for, for a lot of companies. It's it's um, what they run their whole business on called SAP um, Business One. Um, and you'd have companies from you know uh, five people upwards using that system and we really needed something to, to, to complement it from an e-com perspective rather than um yeah the the, the sap commerce cloud previously hybris which um as i say has a little bit more of a, a barrier to entry so upscale is really that that first point for those um uh, customers yeah even even less than than five million online um it would it would definitely you know take um from a scalability perspective take a, a huge amount of um revenue a, above that but um it, it is a relatively new product so from a from a feature richness perspective to, to be really transparent um you know there definitely is a kind of a barrier when you get to a point where you say well actually 
Um, we're we're a speciality uh, retailer in B two C. You know, we're we're global across um, five, six, ten markets, and we're you know we're taking fifty million plus. At, at that point, you know, you're 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 you know well on the way to SAP Commerce Cloud, um, and the SAP Commerce Cloud business been been you know really really strong for us um you know it's a product which um is, is absolutely still front and center and definitely for those customers that are doing um you know specialty re- retail in b2c and also b2c and b2b so there is a line it's a little bit of a, a blurred line as as all platforms um i suppose upscale commerce has really come into um as you mentioned to 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 um you know really go head on with some of the other uh, SaaS multi-tenant um, platforms that are, that are in the market at the moment. It's interesting you're saying that um, that, that some of the, the core market and people you're working with are brands in the uh, you know, who, who basically typically have uh, uh, sold into other retailers rather than selling direct to consumer, and that enabling them to oh, accelerate their D 2 C plans. Having I've worked with a few of them as well, and, and typically they they have like behemoth legacy backend systems, and half their challenge is behind the scenes. So what I'd love to to hear hear from you in terms of market position is, say a brand like you know a, a similar brand to Unilever comes to you and says, look, okay, why would we choose upscale instead of like a Shopify? What what is the added value with upscale commerce because of the SAP is a much wider ecosystem? How do you how do you position yourself? What do you see your points of difference? Yeah, look, it's it's uh, it's it's a really good question, and I think um, yeah, uh, uh, part of it is always about the, the partnership and relationship we 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 have with customers and, and can build with 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 new customers. Um, and, and sometimes people don't see the the face behind SAP, but. Um, there are a lot of benefits to to what we can offer as an organisation. Um, if you look at um, the the amount of uh, kind of advisory services and consulting elements we have within our business, as as well as um, being able to have uh, a re- you know, really strong ecosystem and also um, you know a, a kind of a, a marketplace to to plug in other areas um, and and other uh, feature functions. Um, they're they're all things before we even get to a, a platform perspective. You know, I'm still a strong believer in a you know relationship piece and eco ecosystem piece is very very strong. Um, but when we get to the actual um, solution piece, you know, this, this gen- genuinely is something which you can can go live in in, in weeks with, which um, you know is is, is something which um, you know I think is, is is really really powerful for. Um, some of these wider organizations and you know the things like the built-in uh distributed order management within the solution um helps you you know manage the stock and and be able to to get the right product to the right person at the right time um and also in terms of some of the um front-end capabilities to allow you to to have a progressive um uh, web app um it's been some of the some of the key reasons why why people have um have chosen it um, so yeah, I think I think those those bits are all, all very very important um, when we we've you know gone to other customers with this. 
Cool. Uh, let's part that bit on distribution order management. I, I'd definitely like to come back to that because I think that's really interesting to me because th- those are area which touches more into the back end process stuff as well, and order management can can make or break implementation. So, um, so let's pause. We'll, we'll push that because I know Paul wants to talk a bit more about features in a minute. But the bit that I'd love to hear more about and to share with our listeners is what is the technology stack? So you you, you talked about um, PWA from a front end point of view. What's it built? Could you talk us through kind of like from from back end to front end, what is the the core stack that's driving upscale, including the hosting as well? Yeah, yes, yeah, so it's it's, it's um, a multi tenant uh, software as a service. Um, we we partnered with a um, a couple of different um, you know leading leading hyperscalers on that piece. Um, SAP have, have certainly made a decision in the, the the customer experience space to to partner with those hyperscalers and and um leverage the the capabilities they they bring we, we've kind of moved out of that infrastructure piece um you know a, a while ago now because um there's there's some market leaders at that which are which are really really strong at that um so we we just want to be able to leverage that and um i, I suppose you get all of the the benefits that you would with with software as a service um yeah the, the key piece really that um, drives people to, to software as a service is continuous updates and upgrades. Um, in this case, it's it's updates rather than upgrades. Um, you know, to to kind of break that perception that um, you know back in the day SAP may have been been kind of leveled with with lots of different um, upgrade paths and things like that. This is really just pushing for updates and innovations and, and new features um, to, to to customers in that way. Um, we've got kind of a, a core layer of um, functions, and then we've got the ability to be able to, to um, plug in um, APIs and uh, microservices. So um, what's really interesting is there's two versions, which we, we can go on to in a little bit later, um, but the, the, the entry level of upscale commerce is, is a no-code option as well. So it's, it's literally a, a workbench and a, and a drag-and-drop to be able to um, select certain styles, certain layouts, and, um, and uh, displays that you want. And be able to get that up really quickly, which is which is really refreshing in this day and age. So even someone like me, that's that's not not particularly uh, uh, tech savvy, could could be able to um, you know uh, download an instance and, and set up a store and, and make it look re- reasonably uh, good with within uh, you know a few hours. <laughs> Great. And um, so moving on to kind of the core feature set. Um, so SAP CX or formerly Hybris, um, you know, had some key kind of differentiating areas. So kind of the PIM side, the multi-store piece, um, and I know a lot of the B2B stuff as well. Um, can you just run us through, and, and James also kind of mentioned uh, some of the RMS stuff as well, which we'll talk about, um, but can you just kind of run us through what that native feature set looks like right now and whether or not any of the kind of core selling points from Hybris or CX have been um, kind of bought over as well? Yeah, I, I suppose that this this product, Upscale Commerce as well, has has been um, born and is is different to SAP Commerce Cloud. So it's not like we've taken SAP Commerce Cloud and um, you know, re-imaged it. This, this is something that's been developed from the ground up, but that that said, we have you know, used all of our experience around um, e-commerce, customer experience, and um, 
you know, take, really taking into account kind of customer feedback and what the market's looking for as well. So, um, yeah, I mentioned the the kind of core commerce capabilities earlier. You know, obviously you've got, um, you know, kind of drag and drop um, page builders and um, you've, you can put the product feed in. Um, you know, it's not a full product content management system like you would get with an SAP Commerce Cloud, but it's a, it's a starter for 10 um, for, for organizations. Um, you've got a, a piece around um, uh, like a, a mobogram, which allows you to start grouping products together. What we typically find is, is that to, to help customers not just uh, sell one product, but sell a look, sell a range that we have um, – ability to to twin that and to partner that um very easily um there's been a lot of focus around the merchandising and the analytics um within the platform so you're able to um change the page layouts very easily but you can also let ai drive um which products would show at the top of pages um based on either you know what you see across the site or through individual interactions which yeah, I think is really powerful. It's really where um, you know the industry is moving. Is that you five seconds on your phone to to look at a, a website, and you know if I've looked at the site three times, I've looked at particular products. I'm not going to scroll to the bottom of the, the the page to to look at those products. I need it there and and, and front and center. Um, and then yeah, I mentioned it very briefly earlier. There's there's a piece around. Um, order management um within the the, the system which um you know, allows you to uh take a feed you know not just from a from sap system although you know we will have those connectors it's always been an open ecosystem so we can start building those connectors out um for for other um solutions as well or you can manage the the actual uh, inventory within the um within the platform as well so there's quite a lot there um there's there's a there's a lot more on on the roadmap um but there's there's quite a bit there to start with and uh, we've tried to take kind of some of the some of the core themes we've seen um from from e-commerce in general from from customers in general and what the what the market's looking at when we've when we put this solution together. Great. Um, and then in terms of that kind of machine learning um, AI, so is that kind of across the whole platform? So similar to Einstein, I guess, but Salesforce Commerce Cloud. Um, so would that kind of cover the, the kind of product merchandise and product grid, uh, product racks and search, for example? Yeah, the, the, these are the, these are the main areas. Um, you know, Salesforce have Einstein, SAP have um, SAP Leonardo across a lot of the, the SAP portfolio. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a it's 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 a topic which um, is is highly talked about. I still think there's um, there's there's pieces that have have been really useful and are, are kind of good landmark areas, but there is also a way of um, trying to trying to use this technology in, in the right way so I, I do think with with all of our customers it's um it's uh it's a discussion over time about how how these these features can can help you um, sometimes too much is uh is is you know can be difficult for a, for a business to to consume in one um but what what we've looked at is is particularly around product placement in in um upscale 
and also um, understanding that that customer behaviour, um, where where they're clicking, where they're, where they're looking, where they're browsing, where they're hovering, and be able to capture that data. And I think you know we've seen over the last few years the the amount of data has doubled, tripled. Um, so being able to store that is is one thing, but being able to store that and then try and predict the next actions um, is really powerful. And that's that's something which um, you know, upscale commerce and can certainly help with. Great, and um, and just delving a little bit more into that kind of OMS piece or order management piece. Um, what are some of the like core features there, and what are some of the kind of problems solved in terms of like maybe kind of complex multi-channel um, order management things like that? Yeah, and and I think with with um, order management, it was it was you know really good point earlier that it, it can um, you know make or break an, an implementation at, at, at times, particularly um, when you've uh, a large amount of um, stores and when you have kind of a, you know a, a very kind of complex um, back end infrastructure as well. It's a, it's a really important point. Um, the, the order management capabilities uh, really allow you to to have the inf- inventory on on the platform, um, allow you to start to, to segregate um, uh, some of the some of the warehousing in terms of where where stock is available. Um, but it's it's it wouldn't be as far as um, you know you see kind of um, best of breed uh, order management systems like a fluent commerce or somewhere like that you know it wouldn't it wouldn't go as far as that um but it, it would have um a, a lot of the capability to be able to to do the the basic um you know order pick up and have some of the um some of the logic around where where we hold the inventory and, and where we're going to to send it from um but yeah clearly uh, there's 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 boundaries to that um, and and some of the, the big drivers why we see people move to an SAP Commerce Cloud as well is is the inbuilt kind of order management capabilities within it. So so there is the, there's definitely a definitely a line there in terms of where it um, where you could plug in another order management or or look at um, you know, another solution to help you with that. Okay, and then last uh, kind of functional question, I guess. Um, so, what about the kind of multi-store piece and international specifically? Like, what does the offering look like there? Yeah, at this stage, in in terms of you know, if I look at uh, some of the use cases, yeah, I mentioned um, Maui Gym there, for example. Yeah, they actually needed just something to to uh, a channel to sell extra extra stock through. And have a pop up in a certain area to to test the market. Um, so at the moment, the the focus is is really around um, having a presence in a particular country or a particular use case um, and being able to, to 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 surface that that market or, or that demand. Um, there's certainly uh, yeah. The, if you look at the um, the SAP Commerce Cloud in, international, certainly a, a strong point of of, of that platform. Um, upscale commerce kind of isn't there yet, you know, in in terms of international. Um, but it, it's something which uh, we we appreciate is very um, important to our customers. I suppose part of the reason why we're we're still not quite there yet with with international in, in a, a lot of ways is because you know US, UK, um, and and some of mainland Europe has been the focus of the product. Um, yeah, the the ambition and the, and the roadmap is is by kind of this time next year we'll be launched across a, a load more countries, 
um, and that capability to do multi-store will will come with that when we're when we're in those markets as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really important um, uh, piece of 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 any uh, you know retailer or, or um, e-com journey to have international. Um, but at the moment, it's kind of focused on a on a single store uh, and single uh, kind of set of, of use cases at this stage. And you talked earlier about the the API capability. I'd just like to, to kind of come back on that and just clarify something. So, in terms of API, it, uh, is the entire platform open uh, for endpoints? So, com- does it support a completely custom front end, or are there any points where? you need to use um, or come back into kind of the upscale commerce from a front end point of view? Yeah, so uh, and um, it's, it's a really good point because there's, there's two options really. We have the just the SAP um, upscale commerce, which really is, um, you know, no code, um, uh, drag and drop the UI, you know, just get something up and, and um, you know, use the, the kind of PWA capabilities within, Upscale. Um, there is also an enterprise edition which allows you to um, plug in um, a, a lot more um, APIs um, to be able to consume a third-party um, CMS system, and and uh, you know we partner with a lot of the uh, Bloom Reaches and and those um, kind of companies in in the market. Um, so we we've kind of gone for 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 two use cases really because you know there's some companies that really are just just focused on on still trying to just sweat sweat a product to get the most out of it completely appreciate that and then there is uh, more of a, a trend to um, use a, a multitude of systems to, to connect together so we've, we've kind of looked at those um, those uh, two use cases um, and then I have another question. So oh, I guess that leads me on to another question. So you mentioned Bloomreach there. Um, what does the technology partner ecosystem look like currently? Is that going to be a big part of kind of how you progress the platform over the next year or two? Um, and then same question for kind of SI partners or development agencies. Like, Are you working with this, the same kind of level of development agencies that SAP CX would typically attract? Uh, absolutely, uh, the ecosystem and partnership is is absolutely key to um, to any um, solution provider, but particularly for us, and um, yeah, particularly um, yeah, the success we we've seen in in the the, the SAP Commerce Cloud space, you know, uh, a, a large portion of that is is down to our um, the hard work of our. Um, our partners in our, our ecosystem. Um, we actually have um, something called the SAP App Center. Um, it's probably uh, slightly slightly hidden, but it is uh, is um, the old what was Hybris Marketplace um, back in the day. So you see a lot of uh, familiar faces just under the the commerce piece. There's a hundred plus um, providers in there, which you know certified. Um, Kind of SAP, the majority of them would have um, a connector or kind of accelerated um, deployment option with SAP Commerce Cloud. You know, you see Ampliance on there and Dynatrace, and um, you know a lot of fluent, a lot of the uh, leading um, platforms. So we, we certainly are an open ecosystem um, from from that perspective, and we're, we're conscious that we see very few greenfield implementations now. So we need to connect with with everything around that. Um, 
from a from an SI perspective, I, I guess what's what's really interesting is we've we've had interest from um, and partnerships with you know obviously the um, the, the the larger um, global kind of um, SIs, but I think what upscale commerce really opens this up to, and what's really exciting is that the um, the, the barrier to entry is is very very low, and I think that that brings. Um, the the people we can partner with um it, it really opens it up to to, to anyone um I, I genuinely mean that and you know sap is very um open in terms of collaborating with with all and and, and everyone um yeah you can you can get it off the sap store um you know very low cost to be able to just have a play around with it and and get to grips with it and you, you'll soon see that it's um it's it's not a you know having to, to unpack a, a load of uh, files and, and and build up a solution. Um, it's there and it's plug and play from 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 day one. So we we're, we're starting to develop that. You know we have a, have a team of people. It's very important to to build that ecosystem. Um, and, and I think that's that's one of the really um, exciting things about it is that um, I think it opens up to to a whole new world of people um, to to experience the the upscale commerce solution um coming back to you we talked a bit earlier about and what do you see your points of difference what will be interesting uh, i think for our listeners is is you, know, you come you probably come up in pictures against the likes of magento or salesforce when you're when you're presenting upscale versus um you know the other commerce products how what do you lead on what 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 are the way that uh, you know what are the key selling points when you come up against those those other enterprise stacks? Yeah, and and I would say that um, you know we're always uh, kind of before we we would go in with a um, particular solution, we we obviously you know want to spend some time and understanding the business and um, for for us here understanding. Um, you know, not just the the short term, but the the longer term view as well to see um, what solution would be the best fit, right? Um, so you know, we have upscale commerce, we have SAP Commerce Cloud, and I think um, you know we've also seen the the two work um, side by side, um, you know, very very well as well for for different use cases. I suppose what um, makes upscale commerce unique is is the the speed um, and and the time to market being being weeks, which is extremely important. When you know, I speak to any um, CIO, CDO, CEO at the moment, is that you know they, they need to be able to um, see some ROI within um, you know ninety days. Uh, so it's, it's it's really important that 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 speed and time to market is there, and that it still has um, you know all the all the core features you'd want from a uh, from a commerce platform. Um, obviously, all the benefits of SaaS, which we we've talked to, talked about already, um, but I think also um, some of the capabilities around the kind of shop the look and the um, the the mobile gram piece, which which allows you to um, upsell and, and cross sell. Um, a lot easier and um, yeah I think the way that SAP are looking at this as well is that um, you know we, we've pre- some pre-built connectors for for our current SAP kind of back office customers but um, we also you know roll this out to, to customers in other places um, with, with other technology stacks around them as well so 
there's there's four or five things there, um, you know, off the bat, which I think you know makes it a, a very very good option for for um, customers and and you know we're partnering with more and more kind of payment providers, tax providers, all those kind of things, so that um, you know we genuinely can get something live in 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 weeks for customers. Great, um, and do do you think that? And eventually, some of the customers that you might attract with Upscale would progress onto the kind of CX product. Is that part of the plan? Or do you think, you know, maybe actually a lot of the kind of functionality from CX might might eventually be built into Upscale and maybe Upscale is more of kind of like um, a future focus? Yeah, like what's the kind of plan in terms of those two products working together and how do you see them, um, yeah, operating in that way? Yeah, this 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 I think is is really um, interesting because um, upscale commerce and SAP Commerce Cloud. You know, if I take someone like a Maui Gym, you know, they would use um, Commerce Cloud to surface their um, yeah you know, some of their markets globally, um, but then they'd use upscale for some specific use cases. Um, and as that upscale commerce product evolves, you know that that may be able to take a bit more ownership of the the e-commerce um, you know, share within um, Maui Gym, but um, we 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 tend to see the t- the two you know fairly fairly separate, slightly complementary um, in in that particular use case. But what's um, you know really interesting um, from a product development and roadmap perspective, and where we're putting a lot of focus is if you take SAP Commerce Cloud at the moment, yeah, you've got a you can put a headless storefront in there. Um, you know, have something called Spartacus, which is our, um, our our answer to you know PWA in in, in that in that space. Um, but the the kind of commerce layer at the moment is is you know very feature rich, um, but um, not necessarily completely composable. So what we've um, looked to to create is a a, a a set of services which would be um, shared between Upscale and Commerce Cloud. Um, that allow you to, you know, bring in things like um, search, um, promotions, um, pricing, to be able to consume those APIs a lot easier across the the two platforms. Um, that's the the general direction of travel. Um, we're not there um, yet for 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 a lot of those, um, but you know, there there, there will be some complementary services between the the two um, over time. So. Uh, over time, I also hope that that upscale commerce will will also um, play in the B two B space as well. That that's something which um, it's probably a little bit further down the line, but to to be able to do um, both as well would would be really powerful for a product like that. But yeah, the composable commerce services between the two, I think, is is a really important point. And you know what what we're obviously seeing in the market um, with with other providers as well. So, in terms of cost, how does the pricing model work? Is it uh, is it a scalable based on usage? Uh, is it based on revenue tiers? You know, how does the licensing work? Yeah, so I mentioned the the, the two options earlier, and uh, shameless plug for something called the SAP Store. But you can actually um, uh, purchase upscale commerce on the SAP Store. You can go on there today, and it starts from from just over 1500 a month um, which I think is a you know a, a really aggressive price point to get this into the hands of a, a lot of people 
Um, and then after that, we, we have a, a revenue share model on that. Um, you know, this, this really is for, a, a, you know, to be able to test it in particular markets. And it's the, it's the no-code option I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, it's a, it's a three-month commitment and then a rolling month-by-month um, kind, of, uh, kind of process. So, you know, for people that really want to, you know, have a, have a go, see what it looks like um, and get some, some, you know, onboarding and, and, and assistance from SAP to be able to start that, that's um, yeah the first option. We also then have an enterprise edition, um, which is um, slightly higher price point, but gives you the the kind of full um, headless API access. Um, allows you to um, kind of uh, scale it out more um, and have unlimited tenants and things like that. And that's that's based on a uh, a GMV or an orders model. So gone are the days of licensing on infrastructure or anything archaic like that. Um, we've we've long moved to that that GMV uh, model or orders model, and, and again, it's a uh, yeah very aggressive uh, GMV percentage. You know, well under one uh, percent in terms of what we can offer on GMV, and uh, yeah, in terms of blocks of orders, it can be um, you know very price competitive as well. So, I think that's you know really you know pricing is really core to any of these pieces. Is that you know, um, we can have the product, but we, we need a pricing model where the, the entry point is, um, is is really low, and also that the commitment level is 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 low to start with. So you can you can try test it and then um, evolve from it. Great. Um, you mentioned earlier that. Um, so this is the final question for me. So you mentioned earlier that you're going to do like the kind of global rollout of the product in 2021. Um, so I guess like what does 2021 look like uh, in a nutshell for Upscale in terms of kind of new functionality, kind of real go-to-market strategy? Like are you planning on kind of going uh, kind of aggressive, I guess, in terms of marketing and, um, you know, really trying to bring people onto the platform? What does 2021 look like? Yeah, so it's um, it's very exciting, first of all, and I think um, yeah, we we've seen some success in US and UK, but um, we'll we'll be looking to try and uh, scale this out in APJ and also um, South America, um, as well as um, you know a further wave of of European countries across um, 2021. Um, don't have the the exact. Uh, Dates and, and those things are always subject to change, but that's really the um, the focus um, from a um, partner perspective. Um, there's a lot of work to um, you know on board. We have a you know certification process, um, you know a lightweight uh, process to be able to onboard our, our partners and our ecosystems. Um, obviously, if it's something of, of interest to, to customers, you know, and partners, we're more than happy to um to, to to have a, a conversation to to kind of give that overview um from a from a roadmap perspective um we're looking to to build out more around the um the product um management capabilities um we're looking out to to kind of build out um some of the some of the use cases you know it's really focused on kind of um the the direct to consumer and, and brand piece at the moment we definitely look to to, to build that out um, and then I think you know you, you touched on it earlier but there'll be more around the the connectivity with with other solutions as well um, we've got you know relatively um, good 
base of functionality in there. There can always be more. There's always, when you go through a process, it's kind of, can you do this, 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 and this? And there's always, you know, uh, a few things on there which you can't always tick all the boxes. Um, But we'll build out... um, further our kind of ecosystem around that so you can you can plug in some of the other um leading providers as well i think our intention here is to to provide a good core commerce base but not to cover um everything because um there's there's people that are the specialities in in different areas so it's really that openness and that ecosystem to to be able to to plug into those and there'll be a lot of time um spent on that yeah, we're we're fortunate at a company like SAP that you know there's a there's a huge amount of um, innovation in R and D. You know, massive teams working on this, so this, the speed we can move at is um, is is quick, and uh, yeah, we we can you know make um, changes and make progressions in in those areas quite quickly. But also, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the SAP influence really open to getting um, customer feedback and those those initial customers are also helping us um, shape that roadmap which I think is is really um, you know exciting for for customers as well that they they can have a, a say and a, and a view on on the direction of the, the product as well yeah that's nice and that was the the, the SAP influence wasn't it which I, I, yeah. there's definitely real value for merchants having meaningful relationships with vendors I know um Sometimes merchants are, are removed from that through an SI partner, but having that contact gives you a feel like you've actually yeah, you can influence what's happening with the core technology you've paid it for. So it makes sense. Um, it's been really interesting actually because we didn't really know about uh, enough about upscale apart from that it was there in the market. So would it would it be? I mean, my 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 interpretation from what we've heard is uh, that it's it's yeah it's obviously not a mature product yet, not mean in any disrespectful way, but yeah, you're building out your roadmap, which is inevitable. So it sounds like you've you've gone for the core features that you need for for teams who want to get a rapid product to market. But there's probably a few areas where it's not quite as mature in terms of feature set as. Uh, ecosystems like Shopify because they've just got the, the the jump on you in terms of a few years of building out their partner ecosystem. Would that would that be a fair summary? Yeah, no, look, I think that's a I think that's a fair summary. You know, I'm always uh, kind of uh, transparent and upfront of, of where we are. Um, I think you know we we've spent a lot of time on the order management piece. Uh, you know, around the dropship, around the you know returns process, customer self service, those kind of pieces. Um, we could have looked at it in in different ways, but I suppose you know there's a we, we also want to get something to to market and um, you know yeah. then be able to, to iteratively um, in, improve it. Yeah, and I mean that makes perfect. I mean the reality is when you're launching a new solution, unless you never want to go to market, you can't build every possible thing <laughs> into it. No, no one platform does. But I, this is what we want on this podcast: is that transparency, if people understand what it is where you're going, what the current strengths are and the areas that you're going to plug. So, I mean, I appreciate the honesty around the international piece. And, yeah, the the, the order management stuff is definitely interesting. And, you know, there are some businesses where that becomes more critical than others when they've got more complex um, product sets and, and delivery options and shipping um, uh, set up. So interesting to hear. Uh, Paul, were there any other questions that you think we haven't covered? No, I don't think so. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, just really intrigued by next year and to see kind of, yeah, how you come to market and how the product kind of evolves from there. 
yeah definitely and we we'd obviously we'd, we'd love to to keep you up to date with with those kind of things there's obviously other other um areas like the amasis acquisition um and, and other things which are really really exciting going on within sap at the moment so you know we'd, we'd love to to keep you and all your listeners up to up to date on those kind of things as well fantastic um yeah well i really appreciate you taking the time today neil to join us on the podcast and um yeah uh, really really enjoying hearing about upscale and please do do keep us all posted we'll be keen to see where where it goes over the next 12 months brilliant no look forward to it definitely great thanks for coming on